me. Okay, time to get back to it. Um. Woo! Uh, oh, Jesus. finally! <laughs> finally! That was That's so loud. <laughs> it's one to... solid block of wall of noise, but I'm just excited, man. I haven't done this in a while. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Your microphone god. blasted out. Oh god, that was horrifying. It was like. <laughs> My sure like, MF fifty eight or whatever couldn't handle it. It couldn't it handle the truth. It literally couldn't handle your uh, your excitement of getting back into uh, getting back into the show. We're recording now. Things are wonderful. <sighs> Things are good. Um, finally, yes, yes, we are finally back. Uh, one thing that we wanna that we wanna touch on is some sad news, um, but happy news in, in regard to uh, our co-host Alyssa, who has uh, who has her own podcast now, Pep Talks, and we want to give her a huge congratulations, big shout out uh, for um, for going off, starting her podcast, uh, which is wonderful. So please go and check it out if you've got a chance. Uh, so Alyssa, if you do not hear uh, her on the podcast right now, she will be not uh, be recording with us currently, but we wish her very very well. With her, uh, with her new podcast. Absolutely. You know, she's always wanted to kind of do her own thing. And, you know, I'm excited to hear what she's got to offer. She's kind of shared with us a few ideas that she had. But uh, I'm really excited to see what the finished product looks like and sounds like. Because, again, it's a podcast. So, <laughs> can't really 100%. see it. <laughs> So, uh, thank you. Congratulations. Big congratulations to Alyssa for, uh, for yeah. Peb Talks. Um... Let's see here. 2020. How you been, buddy? Wow. I've been it's good. Been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It has been a while. I, I, You know, I've been good. I've been good. Things are good. Good, 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 good. Now, usually when somebody says that in succession, it means that things are confusing and, and stressful and they're kind of hiding And it. very bad. Very yeah, bad. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when you ask white people, uh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, how you doing? And they're just like, oh, live in the dream, pal. And uh, means they're that, dead inside. Th- that means things are going horribly wrong. That's the that's the expression, right? What's the other expression yes. that a lot of white people say? Um, hanging in there is another big one. Hang, hanging yeah. in there means seek therapy immediately because mm-hmm. things have things have not progressed to the way that I would love them to progress. I think that's a big one. Right. Yeah, hanging in there is, just, is a big one. And then, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the the patented, uh, you know, life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big one. That's a big one. When I was in college, um, uh, you know, when I was uh, uh, still a, a white person uh, and still am a white person. <laughs> uh, when I was in college, a, a young white boy in uh, in in college, I used to say, "Well, you know what? It, how it is? It's life is lifey," and um, life is I lifey. wasn't having sex with anybody at the time, so it makes sense. No, that I was talking like that. Um, yeah, Crazy. nobody hears that and goes like, "Oh, that's hot." That's like Chris Hemsworth, something that Chris Hemsworth would say. You know, not he that said he that would... in the latest Thor movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did, but that was his character, not him. You know what I mean? Like oh, him, he's right, cool, right, 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 but right. Thor isn't. Cool. Nobody considers Thor cool. That's the, uh, the no. that's the biggest problem. So 2020 has been crazy. 2020 has definitely been uh, insane. How have you been in this insane, uh, insane year? I'm good, man. I'm finally figuring out what my life is about and what better way to have 2020 basically encapsulate everything that uh, I thought I knew about myself and kind of turn it upside down. So things have uh, started out the year pretty 
interestingly, and now we're going into the final months of the year, last two months of the year, uh, very interestingly. So things are things are progressing, as they say. So I finally have some free time on my hands, which is nice. Okay, so you got free times on your hands now. For all the listeners at home who didn't already know this, Christian never had free time on his hands. He was just always going, going, going. What in your life has happened that you've got this free time? What has changed? Well, I, I will tell you, here's a here's a great little life hack. So we like to uh, help people out. You know, that's what this podcast is about. And here's a little life hack. If you don't have a lot of time on your hands because your jobs are stressing you out, uh, quit one of your jobs. That's what I did. I, mm-hmm. I quit my job. I just basically, I mean, I got another job, obviously. I'm not just going to, you know, I'm just done. I'm not going to pay my bills, not going to pay my rent, whatever. You know, I have stuff to pay for. I'd like to continue to live the way that I live. Um, but yeah, the job that I had was kind of eating me alive. So I listened to my body and listened to my brain and said, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm done. I'm I'm just done with getting up at three in the morning. I'm done. I would love to do morning radio again, but for right now, for the next year, no, I, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm really done. I'm just done. So now I'm sleeping in now till five a.m. So things are really good. So of your eighteen jobs that you've had over the years uh, and that you have currently, <laughs> basically now you're down to seventeen. Obviously, a lot more free time. But this is a huge deal yeah. for Christian Turnquist. The reason I say your full name is because people know you as as a radio person. Like a lot of people know you as a radio person without being aware of of the fact that you are a personality, like through and through. Yeah. That is like your number one thing is that you're a personality, which can fit into so many different fields of communications. But you have officially you have officially left radio. Uh, for the time being, or are you still doing a little bit of radio work? Um, I'm, I'd like to get back into it. You know, obviously the saying goes, you never know what's going to happen. And with radio, you absolutely never know what's going to happen. If something does happen and something comes up, then yeah, I'll be sure to announce it. But for right now, I got nothing right now. I'm just talking to myself, talking to my cats and talking to you. Finally, it's been quite a long time, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hanging it up for right now. I'm putting the headphones up on the old rack because... Oof, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I've, I've been off for about a week now. Tomorrow will be a full week. Um, I haven't slept in at all. Uh, I, like I said, I'm still getting up at five, but now the difference is I wake up at five, kind of eat breakfast, go to the gym, you know, spend some time at the gym, go home, go for a run. And like, I have time to myself before I start other things, which is really, really nice. And I have not had that really ever since, I mean, I was in high school the last time that I had free time and you had to go to school, obviously. So it's nice to kind of sit back and be like, okay, now I can actually enjoy, you know, Sunday into Monday. I'm not getting the Sunday scaries anymore. But I still kind of feel like, even on Sunday, I was still feeling the same sense of like, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do this? Oh, I got to go to bed. It's 730. I got to get I got to get ready to go to bed. You know, I have to be in bed by nine. I, I, then I just kind of stayed up till midnight and I was like, I don't have to do anything. So it's a good feeling. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's incredible that, you know, you were able to kind of like transition out of that because both of us now are two former radio personalities like you know like 
Yeah. Which is kind of a weird, uh, weird feeling. What was the the toughest thing? We, we've always talked about radio so much and about like the little minutia that people don't realize what happens behind the scenes at a radio station. All these different little things like you don't know what happens when we're sitting there on the microphone. The people don't know what happens, like what skills it takes to talk on that mic. What What is air presence? What was the toughest part about the radio industry for you? Because everyone kind of has their different thoughts, their different opinions on it. What was the toughest part of the industry for you? Uh, the work and the pay is the two biggest things for me. I mean, it's like the bedrock of every single job that you have. But quite simply, and this isn't just indicative of all like Connecticut radio stations, and I have worked at a couple of big ones in Connecticut. Uh, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them all over the nation. A lot of people are finding out a lot of bosses and a lot of corporate people are finding out, oh, well, we can trim the fat. And I hate that expression because it's like, trim the fat. You're going to trim some person who's making 35 grand? Like, really? Yeah, that's going to save your budget when you got eight people making 100K? Like, come on now. You're finding out how much work and you're finding out how many people actually have on their plates when they get let go. Because I can tell you, I've already been called... 60 times by the guy who's replaced me and like I don't work there anymore I, I my key card probably doesn't work my punch card you know doesn't get me in so you know hey I I'm am I legally obligated to answer his questions no but he's finding out oh this is a lot more work than I was told that it was going to be because you always get told you know whatever job you do the previous person did oh you know they did a little bit of this and they did a little bit of that well, it's kind of a rude awakening when no one has any idea what you do. It really is. Well, the thing is about radio especially is that every time you enter in, you're always adding jobs. Like you're always adding oh, yeah. you're always adding different things. So it's not just like you they they put a lot on your plate that you weren't told about originally. Even when you become full time, I notice they'll just keep putting stuff on your plate again and again and again. And because your salary, oh, yeah. and they, you know, get away with a lot of radio stations for people who don't know, especially for the listeners at home. A lot of radio stations get away with not paying people like overtime as as just one example of something Big that facts. is. Yeah, of something that's like could be considered a criminal. And, and a lot of different radio stations will pay, you know, anywhere from like full time employees working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, like 27 grand a year, which, you know, as we know, especially not in in Connecticut is not a livable is barely no. livable like no, you know that's 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 loony i mean if you're living at home with your mom and you're you know 20 or you're 21 yeah i mean sure you make 28 grand you call it a day but no i, I i'm i'm sorry it's just the amount of work that a person does in a day the amount of work that i did and the amount of money that i was getting paid was not not even close not even close to what was representative or what was actually needed for me to feel like, okay, this is fair. Like, I'm good with this. And of course, you could argue, yeah, we're in a pandemic. Yeah, we're in this. Yeah, we're in that. But now you have people leaving and now you're going to have those holes to be filled by other people who are then in turn going to leave too because they're not being compensated. But hey, as long as the radio station makes money, as long as the sales director and the you know, the general manager and the, you know, the owner, they make money. Well, that's fine. The wheels keep spinning. Just be a cog in the machine. And I kind of got tired of that. I lost the passion for it. For the last month, I never felt, I just never felt like I was into it. I just was like going through the motions. Even being on air, I was like, I don't, I don't even want to be here. Like, it's a waste of time. It is a waste of time for me to be on the air because I'm just not into it. 
Yeah. And that's sad because I never thought I would get like that. And it's kind of disappointing that it, it's come to this. So I just need to have a little mental, a little mental break because uh, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Do you think the wheels are ever going to stop spinning for radio? Because it's they every every boss that I've seen us us deal with all says the same thing. Like people are always going to need radio. They're always going to need radio. But I mean, will it will it be stripped down to bare bones where the only radio station you can listen to is the one that reports the traffic? You know, that AM station you see on a sign. Yeah, that's that's kind that's a really smart analogy. And I think that's actually really accurate. And you're going to have a lot of these radio stations that are just going to be combined into these giant super stations, basically, whether it's owned by, you know, iHeart or Entercom or whatever these big companies, Town Square or stuff like that. You know, you're always going to have big conglomerate radio stations, but you're really not going to give people a lot of variety. You're not going to give them live and local traffic or live and local jocks or live and local weather people or whatever it is. Yeah, you're always going to need the radio. Absolutely. I mean, 98% of people listen to the car or listen to the radio in their car. You know, everybody that says, oh, the radio, I don't listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts, which we appreciate because we're on a podcast right now. And don't get me right. wrong. Like, that's great. I don't want to, you know, screw over our fan base. But at the same time, you click on the radio. You know you do. You know it. You know that one annoying car commercial that gets stuck in your head. You know it just as well as I do. And, you know, yeah. everybody just doesn't want to admit it because it's not a cool job anymore. It used to be a cool job. But now it's like, oh, I don't. It's the same people who say they don't watch news. You watch the news. Come on. Stop it. You, you, you click on the news. You watch it for 30 seconds. You go, oh, I'm sick of this. And then you click off. But guess what? Those 30 seconds are still counted. You're, you're not slick. You didn't fool anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question in a very long way, uh, yeah, there will be stations, there will always be AM stations, there will always be talk radio stations, there will always be sports radio stations. I don't know about the FM music format. I really don't. Top 40 rock is basically just either classic rock, there's really no modern rock stations because there's really not a ton of modern rock coming out that is really mainstream and able to chart the way that pop songs and rap songs and dance songs are able to. But yeah, top 40, you know, top 40 country, those are basically intertwined. Alternative, I mean, alternative is really as you have two, you have two schools of thought, like Dwight said in the office, you got 90s alternative, which is all the grunge and the Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Alice in Chains and yada, yada, yada. And then you have the stations that are playing the same stuff that I would talk over when I worked for a top 40 station. One or the other. You can't do both because you have no identity at that point. And that's kind of the bottom line. I mean, nobody really knows where to go with it. Do you go heavy? Do you go new? You know, it's a tough decision. I'm glad that I'm not the one making that call because... I have an idea of what I want to do and what you have as an idea might not necessarily translate to what the people want to hear. And the ratings are all bullshit anyways. So, uh, fun fact (laughs) and spoiler alert. If you want to go into that, we certainly can. (laughs) So I do want to talk about that because that's, that's a, you know, we have two people, uh, here, um, who know ratings. We know radio ratings. We know how they work. We know how Nielsen works. And when I got into radio, I had no idea that the ratings were absolute horseshit and they didn't make any sense. And I tell all of my communication students at the universities 
why it's bullshit. And they're always shocked to hear the truth of how it really is. So from your perspective, when you first got into radio, how was it explained to you? Because I'm curious, who who explained it to you and, and how did they explain it to you? Well, the perception always was when I came into the actual business, I was 19 years old. Actually, no, I was 18 years old. Excuse me. I wasn't even 19 yet. I had just graduated high school. I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, shout out CSB. Um, you know, and I came in with the idea that, okay, well, if a station says they're number one, then they're the most listened to station in all of the state. And that's just the bottom line. If your station's ID says number one for hit new music or whatever, okay, you're the number one station. Because I didn't know. I had no idea. Right. And then you look at the amount of not not only the markets, because there's about three or four major markets in Connecticut. There's Hartford, New Haven, New London, which sometimes counts. I mean, no disrespect to our New London listeners, but for, for me personally, being a New Haven listener, New London was like... I don't even know where that's at. I have no idea. Now, being on a couple of New London stations, I'm like, okay, I get it. And Fairfield County. The problem is you have overlap from other markets into those four markets because, let's face it, we're not a big state. So other radio stations get picked up inside of those markets. Fairfield County has New York stations. Hartford has Springfield stations, you know. Uh, New London has even like Rhode Island stations, Pawtucket stations. Um, Shout to Maddie, who's on a couple of Rhode Rhode Island stations. They show up in the New London numbers, which is just crazy. But you have this overlap and it's kind of a mess. So a running gag that I would used to do is when we we when I was on a certain station, when I was when I was on Star, we were part of a diary market. So that means we got our ratings every three or four months or so. They broke it into literally the seasons. You had the winter book, you had the spring book, you had the summer book, which nobody really counted, and you had the fall book. The two that were the most important were the spring and fall book. Those were the ones that you had to win. If you didn't win the winter one, that's totally fine because basically from December 10th on, when the ratings period stopped, everybody just went on vacation. The same thing with the summer book. Past the 4th of July, it's all just part-timers and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. It's basically the 4th of July back to Labor Day is just like the dog days of summer. They don't really think anybody's listening. It's all summer vacations and things of that nature. So... With that being said, a running gag that I would used to do would be basically to post a picture of a cat on my Instagram at Christian Turnquist, T-R-N-Q-U-I-S-T, and basically have it be like the good luck cat because you don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea what's going to happen. And the ratings are so infinitesimally small. They test only about, on average, about 1,000 to 2,000 people for a station and a city of like a couple hundred thousand, which is insane, which is absolutely insane, which is barely, barely even a quarter of people in that area. Less than way less than that. It's, it's like a 10th of a percentage. I mean, it's like, it's craziness. If you were to do an accurate counting, yeah. Okay. Then you get like 10,000 people and you say, you know, what stations do you listen to? That sort of thing. But with the diary market, they literally mail you out a piece of paper that says, what stations do you listen to and how long do you listen to them for? And that is not a very effective way to run a business because people are just like, well, I'm not going to fill this out, this nonsense, this blah, 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 blah. 
if you're in a bigger market like Hartford, you have little meters that are attached to your car so they can monitor in real time what you're listening to. But even then, it's so small of a percentage that it is not an accurate rating and everything's all messed up. Every There's different, uh, the different ethnicities, they're weighted. The black books are weighted, the Hispanic books are weighted because they make up less of a population than white folks. So they're, if whatever they're listening to, if you get a predominantly black group or predominantly any other ethnicity other than white group, those will be rated higher. So whatever stations they're listening to, that will automatically jump to the top, which is not a fair indicative of what everybody's going on. If you're going to do that, you have to have a fair amount of people from every single group, but they don't want to do that. So everything is just weighted completely differently. It's a, it's a disaster. It's a whole thing. It needs to be completely revamped, but we all knew that anyway. So if you see a station that says they're number one, yeah, they're number one with some minor modifications. So it's always funny when I see those billboards. We're number one. Yeah, in what? Right. In what? <laughs> you know, you're in number like, one with a thousand out of a hundred thousand people. Exactly. Like, oh, you're number one in persons twelve plus. Okay. Okay. So cool. In like persons twelve plus in the morning demographic on Saturday Sundays. But if you're number one in that, you still count yourself as number one. So, right. what are you gonna do? Do you think that counts as false advertising? Yes. Yeah. I do, but there's nothing There's nothing that we can do about it. I mean, there's right. really nothing that we can do about it because they're always going to say, well, we're number one. Well, we're number one, but, uh, you know, we, we could always be number one. Yeah, I mean, technically they are telling the truth, but also technically they're lying through their teeth because they're like, yeah, we're number one in this very specific category. So when you say number one in the ratings, yeah, mm, yeah, I don't know about that. It's a, That's a little false. Yeah. I, the radio industry is like there's these little again these little things like I said before that people don't think about the ratings is really one of the biggest things that people mm-hmm. look at a sign just average everyday people and they see it says number one and they just look at that and they take it by face value right they take it by face value and I've never really thought that that was fair to listeners. I never really thought that that was fair to, uh, you know, people actually in radio working in radio, because here's the thing. Think about it this way. It's like what you said before, when there's no book going on, right? When there's no ratings book going on, everyone kind of just becomes lazy, right? Everyone's just like, you know, they, they stop trying and they're just like, oh, there's no book going on. So it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. There's no book going on. So it doesn't matter if you do this. It doesn't matter if you do this. I mean, then essentially it, it really truly is a popularity contest. It truly is a popularity contest, which of course a lot of people, the general public are going to realize that it's a popularity sure. contest. You know, well, that's, we, that's a great point to what you just said. It is a popularity contest, but it's not a fair popularity contest. No. And that's my biggest complaint is that it, the radio is not trying to hide that it's a popularity contest. We all know that every morning show is trying to become number one. Every morning show is trying to get to the top But the way they're rated on their work and what they're doing is bullshit. It's not fair because Working towards becoming number one, there's nothing wrong with that. This is the entertainment industry. That's how it works. But working mm-hmm. towards number one in a broken system, that's bullshit. That's yeah, bullshit. That's not, I that's hate not that. fair. That's not fair to anybody. And there's demographics where you can say, okay, yes, we are the number one station. The most indicative one 
is if you see, I don't know how, you know, anybody outside of radio would ever see this because I'll never put it on a billboard. The biggest one that you want to win is Persons 2554. That's the biggest one. So 2554 is the median age range of the consumer that you want to hit provided what your station is. So when I worked at a top 40 station, 2554 is what we wanted to hit because it went from everybody from, you know, young moms and really young moms. I mean, considering that I'm 24 and I'm not thinking about having kids anytime soon to 54 to, okay, now you're thinking about, Hey, maybe I'm going to become a grandparent soon, but I'm still investing money into the economy. And that way you can tell your advertising team and your sales team, hey, we're number one persons, 2554. So think of all of those people that will be willing to make purchases. 12 plus, okay. Yeah, it's anybody over the age of 12, but you're not going out and buying a car if you're 12. The same thing with your with the seniors. They basically do anything over the age of 55 is considered a senior. Now, if I told my mom that because she's going to be 55 in four years, I think she'd strangle me to death because she's like, I am not a senior. I am a hip young person, and I'm not going to disagree with my mom. <laughs> so the radio but industry is also insulting how we categorize very, people. Oh, very insulting. They don't even do 60 plus numbers because they feel like those people aren't contributing to the economy. They're not going to. What are these? You know, <laughs> we know a person that was just old. These olds they don't know what they're doing these olds because that was the way that people thought about the seniors they're not going to spend any revenue they're not going to make any money they're not going to make a dent in the economy so who cares basically up to 54 that's that's it that's all you get so yeah that's there's it's a little it's wrong it's completely wrong i just want to you know end my statement with saying that it's wrong and i believe that everybody can contribute but you know, just knocking out two completely different generations just because you can, just because you don't think they're going to do anything. That's not exactly right either. Yeah. I personally, when I was in radio, what I really hated was how unbalanced power was at all the different radio stations. And it was one person making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And then everyone under them working more, more hours and yet got paid, you know, crap money. Now, that's this is not something that is isolated to just radio. We all know this. I mean, no, I mean, you know, no. it, it's probably every company in the country. It, we, we deal with stuff like this unless it's a small ma and pa station. But that's a few far in between. Like that's, well, you know, yeah. there's you know, there's there's like nothing like that or, you know, small ma and pa business. But those ones are getting phased out because of how strong corporations are. You know, they can always they can always lobby Congress in order to get what they want, which is kind of the ultimate power. And, you know, that was something that was definitely depressing about uh, about radio was this huge, massive unbalance like there, there was there was an imbalance of power with radio that was that was really awful and there was also so much corruption going on i noticed at a number of the stations that i worked at where yeah. there were people who had all of this power and then they would give all the all all of their executive power to their friends to people that they liked in particular things like that um and there were times certainly where you would work your ass off and then they would notice and then they would give you they would give you more gigs but 
you know, a lot of the times it just kind of felt like a tactic that bosses and PDs would use to just make you feel good about yourself enough that you wouldn't question things. And then when you would start questioning things again and say and ask and, you know, make demands for, you know, basic like human needs, like, you know, be getting paid more than min minimum wage, for example, like a lot of us went to college, had educations in broadcasting. We worked for many, many years in order to, you know, actually earn more than just minimum wage. Then they would say, you know, it it's almost like the analogy of the pizza party. It's not always a pizza party. Sometimes it's disguised as something else. You know, it's yeah. a pizza party to make the employees less pissed off and not question what was going on. But at radio stations, that was so bad. And there were so many occasions where. You know, on like new pay systems where you had to check in, for example, like I just wouldn't get paid because uh, hmm. it would screw up or I couldn't access, you know, the phone line or Wi-Fi at the time. And they would say, uh, well, you screwed up. Sorry, you got to stop doing that or, you know, or we're going to suspend you, things like that. Sometimes you would get in trouble for situations that weren't even your fault. And they just did it as, hey, you know, legally, I think we can use this as an excuse to not pay you for something. So. The, the corruption was so depressing and awful. And I think that was probably the main reason why I left is I was like, I can't handle this anymore. You're going to have a lot of people, um, a lot of younger people that are our age and younger that want to get into radio. They're going to be discouraged. And quite frankly, now I don't want to paint everything in a bad light. It's a cool job. I mean, it really is. If you have a gig oh, yeah. and you're actually on and, you know, you, you feel there's nothing better than like running the board and like being live and stuff like that. It's it's a great, great feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're really going to see a lot of young, new broadcasters come out of these colleges and come out of these specialty schools and be able to go into radio. I mean, quite frankly, I, I didn't see I was one of I was the only one of my graduating class at CSB to not only get a radio internship, but to get a radio gig and then to parlay it into full time and then go to three different companies and like carry that success over a six year span. Like that's a lot. That's a, that's a long time to do in your own home state. I mean, this job requires you to move and stuff like that. But with COVID, you know, I, I don't know. You might have a situation where we're looking at 10 years down the road. You know, you're going to have whoever's left and you're not going to have any new blood. Again, because nobody wants to sign on for it. Because, yeah, the allure is great. You're always going to have somebody that wants to do it for cheaper than you. But if you if the alternative to being cheaper is getting paid in food and that's it, I mean, you know, you got to pay the bills. You can't pay the pay the bills on good feelings and, hey, do you recognize me? I'm the guy who did the weekend shift. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't do that because, you know, I, I got to eat. I got to pay the rent. The rent's due, baby. It's expensive. So. Yeah. It's tough. You know, when you're making an amount of money and you think you should be making a lot more. Okay, yeah, I didn't think I was worth a hundred grand, but let's be real here. When I was making what I was making, my rent was three weeks pay of that. And my rent isn't abnormally expensive by any stretch of the imagination. It's right. not even four digits. So put that into perspective about how much money I was making. That definitely factored into my decision as to, hey, why are you no longer on radio? Well, I would like to be able to eat and have a food and have a roof over my head and like, you know, hey, maybe see my friends once in a great while. But yeah, I have to get a big boy job now. Radio's great as a side job, but not a, not a not a full time job. Not unless you know people. 
So. Yeah. There have been people who have been working at all the different stations that we worked at for such a long time that even they're leaving now. People who you thought to yourself, oh, they'll be here forever until the day they die. But even they're heading for the hills. And it's really depressing because it's such a beautiful art form. And it's so just incredible. and was so fun. I met some of the greatest people ever. Like radio really ruined me in reference to like having friends. Because now I have such a high standard for conversations with people. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't have... I have to talk to someone who who is essentially in broadcasting, TV broadcasting, you know, something like that. Like, I love talking to professors at, at the universities, especially because they're, they're fascinating. But, like, now if I'm in a conversation, I have such a high standard for a caliber of conversation that I'm going to have. I hate small talk. I hate it. I fucking hate you, it. Radio has made me hate small talk. You find out how difficult talking actually is to different people and how, you know, most people don't know how to talk to other people. You really you really find that out when you're in a business where all you have to do is talk to people. You know, it's the it's the weirdest thing, but you're absolutely right where it's like if I'm holding a like I was in line at the bank today to get a check. Like and the person behind me and I made some small talk and I'm like I could carry on this conversation. I'm already thinking of ways to spin this conversation off into different directions and like inquire about their life and things of that nature. And it's like, they just don't know they're short with their answers. They're not communicative. And then the ones who started the conversation, not me. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, you know, if I started the conversation and they're short and non-communicative, then fine. Okay. Then it's my fault. But like, you you wanted this like you opened up this door like you wanted me to talk to you and now all of a sudden it's like like don't start a boring conversation like why the hell would you do that why would you trap me in this boring conversation no no and yeah i mean it sounds kind of elitist but you know what it's people just don't know how to talk to one another just you know put down the phones guys and actually talk to somebody yeah like it's not it's not hard it's really not hard no. Well, there's so many concepts that people just don't understand and, and radio does kind of ruin that for you, you know, because you, you again, you have such a high caliber of a standard for conversation because radio is the ultimate conversation. And a lot of podcasts are, too. But with podcasts, it's so open ended that anybody can do a podcast. And what's funny, our good friend, Danielle um, uh, Costa, who uh, who who started her own podcast recently. And when I shared it yeah. onto my Instagram, Facebook and everything, the first line I said is not everybody should do a podcast. But this Big girl facts. should. Yes. Absolutely. It's been a long overdue process. Shout to her. She's deserved it. Um, she's been talking about it since I worked with her, which is like two or three years ago at this point. She is awesome. She's unflappable. Like, um, yeah, we, we'll link it and all that stuff. But we were both interviewed for it. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's doing a great job with that. But I that was that was the big thing is that not everybody should do a podcast, but her being a broadcaster friend of ours can be very entertaining. She like knows how to do a show. She knows how to structure it, but also she knows how to talk on a mic. She knows how to create that, that air presence. And I just feel like so many people start a podcast and I'm just like, you are not entertaining. Well, like you're, you know, radio, radio kind of beats the crap out of you until you're good enough to like be on the air. Like there are some people yeah, because the alternative is you don't get put on the air. So you have to train yourself to kind of think about like, okay, how am I going to make this 30 second break interesting and not make people want to punch their car radios in disgust? Right. I mean, that's exactly it. I think that I think the this the, the saying of, yeah, not everybody should start a podcast. Listen, I know in my heart of hearts, I'm good enough 
to do a two to three minute break if I really had to, if I had to go long or whatever, you know, five to 10 minutes. Okay. Maybe now we're pushing it a little bit. Like what we do right now. I mean, we're going 35 minutes. We're on 30 minutes here. Like yeah. if I was just doing that by myself, I'd run out of things to say. I know I would. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm grateful that I can bounce off of you and like, you can go, and then I can go. You can go, then I can go. Because I know, because of radio, I need to play to my strengths. I can't just be the guy and start my own podcast. Because quite frankly, I don't think I'm that interesting, and I think I would run out of things to say. And that's a lot of times when you see these podcasts pop up because of the quarantine, because people have too much time on their hands, or they got that stimulus check, and they're like, you know what, I've always wanted to do this. And that's great. I want you to follow your dreams, but you got to remember, think long term. Just don't think, hey, I'm going to do five episodes and call it a day. You can't think about that. You got to think 15 episodes. You got to think 20 episodes because by the time you get done with those five, you already need to have another five locked and loaded, ready to go because then you're just going to run out of ideas and you're going to run out of time. And then people, if they're expecting it, they're not going, you can't get your people into a rhythm and then you throw your listeners off and then you throw your followers off and then everything just gets all screwed up while you're just like, I need to find an idea for content and I've just got nothing. I've got nothing. And people can tell instantly if they don't, if they know you're not prepared, they're going to completely know you're not prepared. Um, uh, and, uh, and edit, edit your damn podcasts, please. For love of God, (laughs) edit your damn podcast, put some music in there in the beginning. Like if you screw up and you can't think of something for 15 seconds, Take the 15-second pause out. It's okay. It's all yeah. good. If I had the opportunity to do that on radio, I would. I really would. But no, edit your damn stuff. It's okay. Everybody does it. And you know what? It's going to make you sound better anyways. It's, right. You're not going live unless you go Facebook live, and then that's a whole different story. But <laughs> edit your damn stuff or find somebody who knows how to edit. And trust me, it's a little bit more difficult than just like, oh, I just recorded a podcast. Let me just throw that up there completely unedited. Here's an hour-long block of audio, and it's just me going, hey, guys. um, uh, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, It sounds like death. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. Just, friendly podcast tips with Christian. That'll be another episode. We should absolutely do that on what makes a good podcast a podcast that's yes. listenable. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of Christian Turnquist, what is next on Christian Turnquist's agenda for uh, for his life? You have a lot of talent, so I'm never worried, but maybe our listeners are worried. Um, I'm good for right now. Uh, there's There's some stuff. There's been some folks that have reached out to me and I'm very interested in some of the opportunities that they have planned. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be in radio in terms of like nine to five every day, pounding the pavement, you know, doing events and stuff like that. I think those kind of those days are behind me. Um, So we'll see. We might take advantage of this very nice home studio that I have here um, and kind of use it to my advantage because I'm cheap. I'm very cheap. So I like to... (laughs) I got a lot of jobs, but they all add up. So yeah, exactly. I'm good with it. Well, I'm very happy that things are still uh, things are still going well for you. I know that you know how to think on your feet, just like your cat can. Uh, both it's your cats. Tr- can. Well, my cat. Sorry, is, no, I, land I on mean, your feet. Never mind. La- land on my feet. Think on my feet. You know, whatever. And if we want to, you know, want to take a celebratory picture and post it on our Instagram at Maxwell's Magic Hour, my cat has been jumping on and off of my lap for the past forty minutes. 
because he doesn't because I haven't been in this chair and sat down for 40 minutes before like in a really long time because we've been on hiatus so he's like you're back now's the time to bother dad while he's recording so hundred <laughs> percent he's not even interested in listening to the podcast so hashtag rude hashtag sorry I said doesn't hashtag even ha- doesn't even have headphones on no it doesn't even have headphones on unbelievably I, unprofessional I bought him headphones it's unreal unreal yeah. these kids man real expensive headphones five hundred dollars right well, you know, that was my last uh, radio station paycheck, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Christian, for coming back. And it has felt so unbelievably amazing to go back to recording um, to recording the podcast. And this has been a lot of fun. And really, I'm glad that we had a chance to update everybody on what's going on with your life. But Christian is still on the podcast. He's not quitting podcasting, which is uh, I'm very happy still about here. that. He's still here. He's still going strong. So very soon, me and Christian are going to be announcing our new voice on the podcast, which we're really, really excited about, um, who we're going to be having on for uh, some new episodes. So once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram on Instagram. (laughs) I just said Instagram. Instagram. uh, If you would like a grandmother delivered directly to your door, try Instagram. It'll uh, deliver a sweet elderly woman to your door. And That's uh, follow right. us on Instagram as well. <laughs> See, this is these are the kind of mistakes. I just want to clarify to all the listeners at home. When we told you that <laughs> cut out your mistakes on podcasting, these are the kind of mistakes you want to keep in. Uh, <laughs> That's, yes. If, if Maxwell couldn't remember what Instagram was and just was like, you know, the social media with the, the, the pictures and the... the, the, the and There's like yeah. a pound sign involved. Or yeah, something. You, just just yeah, cut that out. Cut cut that all out. That yeah, out. we'll ha- yeah. we'll have our guy cut it out. So we'll have our guy cut it out. It's me. Uh, so uh, <laughs> thank you. Don't forget to uh, pound sign Maxwell's Magic Hour. I just love saying that. I think it's hysterical. Uh, so all for, all for all the young people listening, pound is is hashtag. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It used to be a pound thank sign you. when it was only on a phone, and now it's a now it's a hashtag. So we're just reusing recycling symbols. Uh, so thank you, Christian. It's at Christian Turnquist. Um, on Instagram and then at Maxwell McFly is my uh, my Instagram handle at Maxwell's Magic Hour. Make sure to follow us. We've got updates. We've got cool photos. We've got uh, funny videos. We've got a little bit of everything. So thank you guys once again for listening. And don't forget that we are going to be announcing one of our newest voices to the podcast very soon. Thank you, guys. Have a very beautiful day. Bye.